Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2472, How to Buy a House by Seth Godin of Seth's.blog. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. How to Buy a House by Seth Godin of Seth's.blog. Actually, how to think about buying a house. You don't see a lot of ads trying to sell you on spending too much money on a house. It's more subtle than that. The marketing is all around us and has been for years. The enormous social pressure and the expectations that come with it lead to misunderstandings and confusion. Here's my advice to someone in the market. Number one. In an era where house prices rise reliably, which was 1963 to 2007, it was almost impossible to overpay for a house. It was an efficient market and rising prices cover many mistakes. Investing in houses in the US was a no-brainer. More leverage and more at stake just paid off more in the end. This consistent multi-generational rise taught us more than an ad ever could buy a lot of house with as little down payment as you could. Number two, a house is not just an investment. It's a place to live. This is the only significant financial investment that has two functions. Things like cars and boats always go down in value. So most of the time, if you're investing, you're doing it in something that you don't have to fix, water, fuel, or live in. You shouldn't fall in love with a bond or a stock or a piece of gold because if you do, you won't be a smart investor. The problem, as people who sell and fix and build houses understand, is that you just might fall in love with a house. What a dumb reason to make the largest financial investment of your life. Number three, the psychology of down markets is irrational. Rising house prices might be efficient. Many bidders for a single item lead to higher prices. But when there aren't so many bidders, irrational sellers don't lower their prices accordingly. So inventories get longer and it's easy for the prospective buyer to think that a certain price is the right price because so many people are offering houses at that price. Just because someone offers a price though, doesn't mean it's fair in a given market. Number four, along the same lines, anchoring has a huge impact on housing prices. If someone offers a house for $800,000, and you think it's worth half that, you don't offer half that. No, of course not. The price is a mental and emotional anchor, and you're likely to offer far more. Number five, the social power of a house is huge. When you buy a big house or an expensive house, you're making a statement to your in-laws, your family, your neighbors, and yourself. Nothing wrong with that, but the question you must ask yourself is how big a statement can I afford? 
How much are you willing to spend on personal marketing and temporary self-esteem? Number six, debt is an evil plot to keep you poor. If buying a bigger house or even a house with a living room or a garage is going to keep you in credit card debt, you've made a huge financial error, one that can cost you millions. Number seven, by the time you buy a house, you probably have a family, which means that this is a joint decision, a group decision, a decision made under stress by at least two people, probably people that don't have a lot of practice talking rationally about significant financial decisions that also have emotional and social underpinnings. You've been warned. Perhaps you could add some artificial rigor to the conversation so that it doesn't become a referendum on your marriage or careers and is instead about the house. Number eight, if you have a steady job, matching your mortgage to your income isn't dumb. But if you're a freelancer, an entrepreneur, or a big thinker, a mortgage can wipe you out. That's because the pressure to make your monthly nut is so big, you won't take the risks and do the important work you need to do to actually get ahead. When you have a choice between creating a sure thing, average piece of work, or a riskier breakthrough, the mortgage might just be enough to persuade you to hold back. Number nine, real estate brokers, by law, work for the seller, unless otherwise noted. And yet buyers often try to please the broker. You'll never see her again. Don't worry about it. Let me be really clear about what I mentioned here, just in case you'd like to misinterpret it. When a prospect sees an ad or goes to an open house, she's about to interact with a broker. That broker in almost every case is hired by the seller and has a fiduciary responsibility to the seller to get the very best price for the house. There are exceptions like buyer's brokers, but those brokers, as I said, note that they are representing the buyer. How can you represent someone without telling them? Many brokers like to pretend to themselves that they're representing both sides. And while that's a nice concept, that's not the law. And number 10, you're probably not going to be able to flip your house in nine months for a big profit. Maybe not even nine years. So revisit bullet point number two and imagine that there's no financial investment, just a house you love and spend accordingly. I'm optimistic about the power of a house to change your finances, to provide a foundation for a family and our communities. I'm just not sure you should buy more house than you can afford merely because houses have such good marketing. You just listened to the post titled, How to Buy a House by Seth Godin of Seth's.blog. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. 
I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. In my area, real estate prices are inflated, so I wouldn't buy now, but I'm glad I bought my house in 2018. I've seen data that supports that on average over long periods of time, renting and owning work out to be about the same cost-wise. With owning, your mortgage is the least amount you will pay per month. Your property taxes will continue to go up and you're on the hook for maintenance and large repairs like roof, HVAC, etc. But you could potentially lock in a low interest rate if you buy at the right time and you don't have many of the same restrictions as renting. With renting, your rent is the most you'll pay, but you face the reality of being priced out by rising rents. So for example, in New York City, I had to move almost every year because the rent went up $100. You might also disagree with your landlord on required maintenance, like when one of my New York City landlords refused to get an exterminator for our cockroach problem. It can be harder to rent with pets, I now have three, and you're restricted on making the place your own. For example, often you're not permitted to paint. Buying a primary residence is a lifestyle choice not an investment. I think the issue is that most people make the choice to buy before they're financially ready, and so the costs become unmanageable. Not only should you have the 20% down payment and be able to afford the mortgage and property taxes, but you should also have the cash reserves to deal with the large expenses that come up. I think buying a house is the last thing you should do. First, get out of high interest debt, save your cash reserves, get a good head start on retirement investments, and then buy a house if it's really that important to you. But this whole cultural norm around homeownership is very misguided in my opinion. And that will do it for today. Have a great day and start to your weekend. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back here reading to you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.